0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sorry You're In My Seat, a weekly podcast that unites two best friends on a quest to find the greatest movies of all time. My name is Aaron and each week I have the pleasure of talking movies and films with my best buddy James. Hello there. This week, no exception as we roll into episode 209 of the Sorry You're In My Seat podcast. A podcast that leaves no stone unturned to find the greatest, the best, the ones that have got us saved from the apocalypse. The ones that we bury down in the Sorry You're In My Seat bunker. We're
1: going to take on themes, movies, directors. We're trying to find those nuggets of joy that
0: deserve to be preserved in the impending apocalypse, which is definitely happening, I'd like to point out. Given the heat, (laughs) oh my God, I'm sweating already. I feel like I've been sweating for two weeks solid.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. You know those rotisserie chickens? Mm. I genuinely think I'm hotter than them.
0: Christ. Yeah, yeah. So maybe now he's more than ever doing the Lord's work in saving these movies and putting them. In fact, actually, we're going to have to preserve them in brine or some <laughs> kind of vinegar because it's hot. Um, last week we did Dread vs. Dread. So the uh, five movie with Stallone versus the Carl Urban 2012. Awesome episode. Thoroughly enjoyed you taking the lead with that one and taking us through the character that is dread. What an awesome... I think we established that the 2012's Carl Urban one is the superior movie. It is is the superior movie. There's a lot to enjoy from the 95 one. And weirdly, when you look at it as we did last week...
1: it is that they did actually get a lot of comic book stuff in there. It just mm. didn't work because you weren't telling the dread story. You were telling Demolition Man two essentially. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. And you had Rob Schneider in
1: it, so can't win them.
0: But if you if you're growing up in that era where you know the '90s was your like action movies, there's a lot of nostalgia there. I think now if you love the 2012 one and you was like, oh, oh, there, there was one in '95. We still know. <laughs> no, no, don't don't do it to yourself. <clears throat> it's like chalk and cheese. Except for one of them's a really shit film. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So this week uh, we are looking at... Sorry, uh, yeah, and we also did Mad Max the week before that and we've done Waterworld. We've done over 209 episodes, all things uh, film, movies and uh, podcast related. This week, uh, what we're going to do is we're just going to catch up over some movies that have come out recently on Netflix and Disney and other streaming services. And we're going to play a little game, which is uh, if you can try and ruin a film title by changing one letter from the film title. Yeah, you can. To create a completely different movie by changing one simple letter yes and I came up with. I, I, mine's a combination of uh, ideas from the internet and uh, you, you know just uh, ideas that we came up with and I come up with about 15 you've done your work mate you've done about 35 I uh, have basically I don't know about you But I did not know if you went for the film and then for the word, or if you picked the word and then tried to find the film. I had no methodology. I'm not going to lie, James. I'm with you.
1: I had no methodology. I also picked some up from the internet. There are some crackers out there, and there's a lot more creative people out there than us. So uh,
0: thank you. There you go. If you like it, don't forget to subscribe. You get a new episode each and every week in your inbox on a Monday morning. Always for free, ad free, no uh, script, no agenda, just two film nerds talking about films to people that like films.
1: I've got some questions for you because it's been a while since we just, you know, sat back and relaxed and chilled and asked the questions. Game of Thrones, House of Dragons, obviously the trailer's come out. Uh, by the time you hear this episode, it'll be one week till the Matt Smith, well, let's be honest, RR Martin's back and he's he's brought big budget and he says he's learned from the mistakes of the Game of Thrones. Are you excited? Is this for you? Because I'm going to admit, yes, I, I kind of am. I miss, you know, I'm a big fan of, Swallowing my content whole, mate. I love it all over the place. I want it in one go. I'm greedy, but there was something pretty cool about when I went to work the night before. Everyone seen it, so everyone was talking about it. It was like a water cooler moment. And I think, as series goes, there's not really that many water cooler moments now. So it would be nice to have that kind of element back. And I'm I didn't really mind Game of Thrones ending, so I'm all for this. But I know Game of Thrones hurt you, mate, and it hurt you bad.
0: Yeah, Game of Thrones, I think, hurt quite a lot of people. Yeah, it did. I'm going to say if anyone can. Here, yeah, you definitely can hear. I've definitely got the windows open in the house. It's red hot, and for some reason, it sounds like every boy racer dickhead is driving down this street today. Yeah, which is weird because you've got roadworks. I know. As well. Has that ever worked? Does it ever ever like? It, soup took car driving fast, dangerously fast in a pedestrian area. Oh no, and, they always work well, yeah. so well. And some some girls, like, oh god, he's so cool. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or like, oh, oh they, god, they must be intelligent. You took me to McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe I can see his car and go sit in a car park like a douche. Oh, mate. Yeah, there's no Top Gun, no Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> I hate car. Women love fire like. pilots. That's why I look from that. <laughs> um. Yeah, I am looking forward to it. I am, in the sense that I I like to be invested in a, and swept up in a new TV show. And it's definitely on the radar. Weirdly, I'm more interested in She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Yeah, of the ones, I think that looks like more fun,
1: because it's- And I think I want want fun. What I love about um, extended universes is when you go down a route, I don't know. So I don't like Star Wars at the minute. I like the other stuff, the offshoots. Like, I'm really looking forward to Andor because it'll be a story. It won't be, oh my God, he's related to- you know, he's not call or anything like that. It'll be a different story. It'll be new. What I really like about She-Hulk is like, She-Hulk will be an attorney for villains in Marvels and it's a new superhero division. we're like, that's cool, They're bringing back Tim Roth as the abomination. I really want to watch that. Mm. Uh, yeah. I so do I- want to
0: see it. I do. I think House of Dragons, I do, but, and and you're right, I think Game of Thrones was such a phenomenon in that, the people at the office talking about it that I wouldn't otherwise talk about movies or films with. Everyone mm. was swept up in the hysteria of Game of Thrones. It did seem like the big show, the yeah. big thing. And that finale was a worldwide event. There was an energy. There was a kind of synergy that everyone felt, you know, watching that and being disappointed equally. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> The universal disappointment. Um, yeah, so are you going
1: to let it build up because you obviously the first series you I didn't probably will. I probably will yeah. because
0: there's a massive show that's just come out on Netflix, Sandman. Um, um, yeah. that I want to binge, but I just haven't. I've only got two episodes in, and it's been out for at least a week now.
1: Yeah, I think I've got 40 minutes since the first episode. Oh did you are you know I did it, the reasons I stopped are nothing related to the actual show, except for maybe the main guy's voice you don't really hear it in the first 40, 40 minutes yeah. as well as um, yeah so I'm looking forward to it I am going to watch it I think I might make it a. I might wait a few weeks though let them build up Like they're, they're Picard, all out Picard, Picard
0: too. oh are they yeah it's Netflix they're all out
1: oh no sorry I was talking about Game of, Game of Thrones House of Dragons oh sorry, sorry. sorry. oh yeah no, when I have Sandman mate I'll sit down strap <laughs> on my saddlebag and watch it one go
0: yeah because I'm I, I'm about yeah I'm two episodes in and I am enjoying it and I do want to watch it I don't want to leave too much time between episodes because I think he gets bored yeah yeah, it's, it will get spoiled, and I'll forget things. I forget who, <laughs> who's that person? Why are they talking about that? Why is he doing this? What's that thing? Yeah. Hmm. So I, uh, I think I'm definitely gonna have to try and binge it. Sandman and uh, House of Dragons, though, two huge things. She-Hulk: Attorney at Law. Mm. Good TV at the moment.
1: Yeah, and then obviously a bit of a bit of a sneaky peek that Daredevil is gonna make his appearance on Disney Plus as well. Shows up at the end of the she hawk trailer. Yes. And they've got big plans for that, and I'm excited because that means. We might have to punish it. I don't know how it works in a Disney world, but that's what I want. Punish has been uh, confirmed. Well, then maybe I should just shut well, up then.
0: It, Rosa Dawson, who was has, was in Daredevil and a lot of those shows. The night nurse. The Night Nurse, yeah. yeah. Um, she at a Comic Con basically said she spotted it or something. She and she's done this before. She's put things on Twitter way like with the Ahsoka series, way before it's been announced. Then had to delete tweets. Apparently at Comic Con recently. She said, oh, yeah, no, after I heard about Punisher coming back, now I've got my chance because I really want to work with John Bithnow and I've worked with the ah. other guys. And then um, and then she was like, oh, am I not supposed to say that? So it looks like it's been leaked. Punisher is coming back. You little tease. Oh, I can't wait. Punisher so good.
1: So Punisher, one of the best things Marvel's ever produced. Let's, let's take a little leap then. So Batgirl, they went and made Batgirl, decided to... Yeah, you're not seeing it. What I love about this is it's either an amazing marketing strategy because people will demand to see this film or two, it must be really bad if in a world where Justice League exists (laughs) (laughs) and and Batman versus Superman exists, this film must be really shit if if Warner Brothers have said, no.
0: Well, I I don't know whether it's the quality of the movie because the audience score... And the f- first feedback, I know there's a lot of visual effects to put in, but they'll often, is, yeah, they'll often no. show a movie with bits of green screen and stuff to kind of get a gauge audience response for things like story, pacing, timing. Um, it got the same score, audience score as Black Adam, and Black Adam's going forwards. Is it because you don't say no to The Rock?
1: Yeah, that might be true. I think I think the marketing campaign and getting people to see the next stage of films is is The Rock. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done a Marvel film.
0: Because <laughs> they say because the Flash has got three options, doesn't it? Warner's, Warner Brothers has released there's three options for the future of the Flash. One, Ezra Miller comes forward, gets help, um, you know, and uh, they they work collaboratively to get this movie out, but on a low, no market they just release it. Yeah. The second one is they uh, recast Ezra Miller, but they release this movie, select screenings, um, they just put it out there to try and recoup some of the loss. Yeah, uh, you know. The third one is they shit can the whole project and they get rid of it altogether. I think in the time that they came out to say that Ezra Miller's got another warrant out for him, this time stealing booze from someone I believe
1: he's been arrested now. Right, but what I would say is I remember seeing someone on the internet. Says, oh, it's over. Ezra Miller's career in Hollywood's over. It's it's not. Well, Hollywood loves a redemption story. It might be he might be done as the Flash, but look at Robert Downey Jr. Look at Shia LaBeouf. They all went through their own you know, issues and they love a comeback story. And, and I'm like, Hammer's not coming back. Let's be honest. No, he's selling houses now, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> weird... Well, you know, they used to drink and cause crimes. So he tried to eat people. <laughs> it's
0: a difference. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> last I, I don't know with Batgirl though, because the thing that really annoys me is that it so says both the Keaton projects of seeing the original 89 Batman return. Yeah. Are being shit canned. Yeah. I and mean, that's the bit they really really disappointed because they released a still of Keaton suited up with Batgirl. <laughs> Yeah. And it was like, oh, there it is. Like, you know, he's the got like the mentor role in that movie. It's like, nope. <laughs> and in the flash, obviously that's where they kind of do the flashpoint thing and bring him in. And I really wanted to see Keaton suit up again and see how they were gonna do that.
1: Well, you might not you might not get to see Keaton, but have you heard that in Aquaman 2, Ben Affleck is suiting up again as Batman. So which which now means that you can't have Superman because <laughs> because you fired him. Ben Affleck quit but will come back for side projects
0: I don't understand what your extended universe is I, like, they, I don't understand I don't like, think they know what's happening do they Cause, cause that's so, so they're not getting rid of Black Adam and they're not getting rid of um, Aquaman or Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman 3 is, is being pencilled in if Patty Jenkins would do it yeah you um, Ben Affleck is coming back in a cameo role in Aquaman 2 yep. which I don't okay whatever whatever's going to happen there and then The Rock is really pushing for Henry Cavill to be Superman.
1: Yeah, because he wants to go up against it, which I genuinely, I'd be all right with that. I yeah. want to see that. I want to see Henry Cavill beat The Rock, <laughs> which, but what I love about this is, so the reason, one of the reasons Batgirl got cancelled, so I was doing a bit of research, because lately I've been enjoying that side of things. And the reason for that is the the new head show at Mother Mar- uh, Warner Brothers has said, we don't want to focus on our HBO Max content. So that's their Disney Plus. That's where they whore out all of their things. And we don't want to do web-exclusive content. We want to go back to the big screen. And we're making all these decisions, and I was just like, "Well, maybe you should focus on what the fuck is going on." Like, legitimately, what is going on? Cyborg, the actor refuses to come back unless you, unless you bring back Zack Snyder. Zack Schneider's has probably been horsed around by you lot for several years. He's not coming back. Ben Affleck, he don't want to come back unless you know you ask him. <laughs> then he will come back. And Henry Cavill is linked to literally every every role that you've ever mentioned at any point yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> so um, yeah, Christ knows what's going on. But well, good luck with that.
0: I've, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it, it gets to that point where it's so confusing. And whereas Disney and Marvel just time and time again seem to have their shit together yeah. and their plan and their strategy and the Kevin Feige kind of legacy. And they're planning like the next 10 movies, which again, what? mutants are on the way. We know that's going to happen it's now. Got to se- happen. Secret Wars is happening. So we've got to have the mutants. Fantastic Four are on the way. You know, Blade and all these other things. It's as exciting, uh, you know, but DC time and time again, you're just like, you guys do not know what you're doing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really weird because what, it's not like, it's not like they're kind of trying to make you a salad. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> they tra- they, they're making like $200 million movies. Well, my my favourite thing is though, if you look at it
1: step by step is Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Captain America, Thor Avengers. You know, that's your plateau. The foundations that you'd, from the Avengers, you then built, you added in. Did a very good job. If it's a recipe, you add things, things that work, you keep. Things that don't work, you bring in later and they rework. Ben Kingsley being like one of the worst things in Iron Man 3, in my opinion. However, one of the best things in Shanxi, which was amazing, you know, that, that came out of nowhere. But your foundations for your DC universe was was three Nolan films that definitely weren't a shared universe. He's like, I want to build my world in realism. That's why the Joker cut his own face. But he's like, yeah, build a build a history, build build a story around this, and they tried mm.
0: and it didn't work. So I just just you need to stop
1: for a bit. You do have they, to miss do,
0: out on the dollars. Do they just put that break on and just be like, look? But then you're losing perfect casting with. Gal Gadot and you are, but at the same time, what was your favorite? What was your favorite DC film
1: recently in the last, what, 10 years? It was either the Batman for me or Joker,
0: yeah, probably, yeah,
1: yeah, but they nothing to do. The Joker might as well just well, be like called Oh, Sam's
0: not being shit canned, is it? He sh- I I
1: you do know what I liked the first one, but that trailer looks terrible. Although, do love the fact that Helen is a villain,
0: yeah, good, yeah, yeah. So, um, and they make a fast and furious joke in it, don't they? Do they, yeah, yeah, oh, okay. it, Helen Mirren, like looks a little bit like, yeah, um. And also, James Gunn obviously broke his silence to say that uh, out of all the cancellations in, in the, uh, the DC world, Peacemaker 2 is not being cancelled. Oh, that's all right. I thank they God for We're definitely getting Peacemaker 2 as well. Nah, do
1: you know what? That was actually my favourite thing. I think I out of all of them, that yeah. is it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Just the opening dance, mate. It was all brilliant. Did you see, John Cena was amazing. Did you see John Cena? Re- it was in Comic-Con Wales recently. No. It did his first she- Comic-Con in the UK. <sighs> Came over and... Um, John Cena holds a record for the most make-a-wish, make-a-wish yeah. uh, visits to anyone. The dude is a good dude. Yeah, us on Twitter. I like to think he's an educated bloke. Yeah. yeah. Big a- fan a- of the show, John. Um, <laughs> just just glad he doesn't realise that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it was the big muscly thumbs. Accidentally <laughs> liked us. Yeah. But um, no, it, it, and there's some, some fan in the audience, uh, Q&A. Basically, just said like put his hand up and was like, "I've got a belt. Can we sign it?" And he was like, "Cool, sure, kid. Come on down." Because there's like two hundred people in an auditorium. Oh no! So this kid comes down He's and he signs the belt. No, and then and then someone else shied. Why did we have to pay? Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously, some people paid for an autograph. Yeah, and I thought balls on those kids for like calling out John Cena. And he addressed it. He was like, "No one made you pay. You chose to pay." Yeah, it's know? guaranteed
1: though, isn't it? Because like
0: yeah. if that kid asked, and he could have gone. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, and you paying enables me to come over and have this day and this moment with us. And then I think he then did take a photo with a guy that was brave enough to say that. But I <clears> thought, <throat> even John Cena, like, even when people try and shoot him down, he's just a cool dude. He's so good, John Cena. It's, you know, it's really good when people that like you like on the screen are that good. And I, I, I
1: know this bit's gone on a bit longer, but they did it. I think you might have told me this story or or, or a mutual friend of us. Buffy the, Vamp- Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so they did a panel mm. and they did a musical episode. And one guy suddenly goes, Is anyone going to do a song? And they were like, No, no, no. James Masters, mate, he fucking sung his songs that Spike
0: sings. And I love Spike and I love James Masters. I was like,
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I
0: love shit like that. It's cool. I like it when actors break the wall and they show that they're as geeky as everyone else and they're as human as everyone else. And And I think
1: that's why I'll always love Henry Cavill and I always wanted to come back as Superman because he's a giant nerd. Mm. You see him when, um, and I love Graham Norton, but Graham Norton tried to give him some like shit and he was like, no, I'm a nerd. (laughs) It's like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, he's talking about painting his war Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's a special skill to make uh, uh, Graham Norton like a Mm. twat. I do. do. (laughs) Henry Cavill on Instagram though is really funny because like he'll do he's obviously the new face and uh, advertisement for some protein brand. He's mm. I mean, got like, I don't know, like muscle fitness or something. And so he does his diaries at like, and he's like, just a uh, touching base today. Uh, you see when He's
1: walking through the woods. I've it, seen this. Yeah. yeah. And
0: he's, they're all different. He's like, he's have a- he lives somewhere in like Yorkshire or something, doesn't he? Or he, I think he grew up on the Isle of Man and, or Jersey or something. <laughs> and he's rich family that like, mm. comes from money, but he's, he lives in like the countryside, doesn't he? And, um, we bought a barn as well, didn't convert that. But he's often walking in the woods or in a big field or whatever. And he's like, uh, just start my day with a hike, fast cardio, and uh, just gonna go home, have some uh, eggs for breakfast, a pot of coffee, and uh, one ounce of muscle fitness. <laughs> and he just turns on a dime on that last one. He's like, I start every day with muscle fitness. <laughs> right. but you know, so no, anyway, I bought ten kilograms. Yeah, obviously, yeah, so it works. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so basically,
1: moral stories back girl must be freaking really shit.
0: Oh, yeah, we're on that, <laughs> weren't we? I don't know. All the I, It must have been, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let, we, we could speculate. Let's do movies in a bit. I really want to get into the main event of ruining yes. movies by changing one word in the title, which is normally something that, you know, uh, porn parodies have done, like, uh, you know. you so should mention time.
1: that. <laughs> a lot of these are going to sound like it.
0: Yeah, you know, the old Shaving Private Ryan or Ryan's Privates or yeah. whatever it may be the, you know but in this the rules for this one were simple just change one letter yeah and try and drastically change the movie as much as possible so for example Die Hard you could change to DIY Hard and mm. just the film would be about it'll be Home Improvement with Tim Allen in a yeah. building
1: I think one of them or maybe two of them I've added a
0: letter just just because oh, yeah. to be unfilthy. filthy because you just you know because there's a rule book James yeah don't play by it mate. and you step over it yeah. every time you come in this room to do this podcast pretty much yeah oh, right. yeah I was going to say wipe your asked for it, but I not <laughs> there's far the <laughs> don't trip it over it no All
1: right. I'm going to start oh right, I got it I'm going to start because I've got more than you so. do you remember when you were scared to get in the water mate with Jaws
0: oh yeah
1: how about jams <laughs> a rogue batch of jam is sick of being on the menu and starts taking a bite out of humans instead Roy Schneider, who as a boy was burnt by a batch of jam that was too hot, is the only cop who believes this wild theory and sets off with a crazy ex-cook and a jam expert to bring the jam to justice. It's a sticky situation.
0: <laughs> no. Mate, I've not, I've not done a blip. I've just changed the word, and that was it. I've not done that. I've only done it for like five. George, George was a big one because I wanted, to, you know, like pause would have been a good one. Yes, you know, like you know, but it, take take. Just, and I would have just the exact same movie still in water. But it's a cat. Yeah, agree. <laughs> Figure that out.
1: Wait, but I don't, you know what? Jaws was a very successful franchise and it spawned sequels. How about Jaws 2 How about Jaws oh. M- More attacks and everyone blames the jam. But Roy Schneider thinks something else is up and realizes this time it's the Jars, the jam is in. It's clear what he must do. Clear because of the glass jaws. <laughs> there you go. I've
0: got two based on the Jaws franchise. How long would you think you preferred one? <laughs>
1: Very long time.
0: <laughs> You're not going to get the full set, No. See, that's it. You've got storylines. I don't know what I was going to come up with for the storyline for mortal wombat. <laughs> Probably something more coherent, <laughs> I mean, most most wombats are mortal, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> how do we know? You ever seen dead? You ever seen a dead wombat? I don't <laughs> think you've ever seen say, I've seen a live one. Never seen a wombat. <laughs> You could you could bring a wombat in the room right now, and I wouldn't know what it is. I would just go, "Is that a bat?" It's something that I think I know. No. Like a wombat, I, does it look a bit like? Does it look like a cross between like a koala and a rodent? E kind of like like a I don't know, like a giant guinea pig.
1: You know when you got something in your head? Mm. I just realized I was just thinking of like a koala but that was just had black fur, but kind of slimy.
0: We'll go with that. <laughs> but Mortal Wombat is the kind of movie I want to see
1: do you remember when you were an 11 year old boy and you were Harry Potter mm. maybe if you were Harry Potter a young boy with unparalleled hair growth discovers on his 11th birthday that he's in fact a werewolf and hunts down everyone who was ever mean to him and slit them off <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I like that Harry Potter I mean there's loads of sequels for Harry Potter there is now I had the, the, the next movie I didn't know how to ruin the title the first one was Lady and the Cramp. But then I thought, Sorry, that's, not, such,
1: that's an indie film.
0: I'm not. I'm not in a position to talk about that. So I thought I'd love it, but Lady in the Trump. It's, it stars Kate Winslet. She plays the Trump.
1: Right, there's a new film that's come out on Sky this week. It's called Black Sight, and I might talk about it later. But instead of Black Sight, what about Black Sith? A group of resistance fighters capture three spies and learn one of them is a legendary Dark Sith. So they take them to an off-the-grid building and begin questioning. But soon it will all go wrong, and they will be the hunted by the Sith when he or they eventually escape.
0: I like that. I would watch that as you a know, movie. so would I i would watched that. Literally,
1: it's spoilers though like, for coming on because I haven't really changed the story for that one. I've just changed it and made it a lot more interesting.
0: Have you seen the Andor trailer?
1: No, Mate, I'm avoiding it because I really want to see it. I was
0: nowhere near like thinking about Andor being a TV show. Like, didn't mind the character, like Rogue One, hmm. and that's Andor I was like, okay, all right, it's fine. See Let's what everyone need, needs a backstory, and uh, <laughs> that's it. It's like twelve episodes, so I'm all I'm all down for that. And then there's a moment in it as well where he's uh, he's walking around a. Uh, Scrapyard. Oh yes. And I'm like, surely cows coming into it at some point. Yeah. Uh,
1: that's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite moments in video game mm. of recent years. It's just pissing them about, running around on their ships. Yeah. It looks so cool. Mm.
0: I want to see that. Now, my Mandalore would be pre all of this. Yeah. Pre Hope, New Hope. It'd yeah. After Revenge of the Sith.
1: Oh, actually, no. So good work then. So where was where oh, where
0: no. We, no force.
1: Yeah. No, it does. Yeah, because he's he's avoiding them, isn't he? He's avoiding the um, Inquisition. Yeah. So it, it, it was, yeah. Yeah so, yeah, it, so it's, so it's in. yeah, so good. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Maybe mm. he's on his way. Maybe. I'd like to see Cal. Uh Right, what are we up to? Oh, another movie starring Kate Winslet. You know uh, you know that, you, you know weather, James. Weather's a funny thing. <laughs> I love weather. <laughs> you know it's hot at the moment, but sometimes when you mix a lot of hot and cold and the air pressures... Sometimes you get some very adverse weathers, mm. windy weathers. And sometimes those weathers bring other creatures. Yes, swept up in it. Yes. Well, hold on to your seat. Kate Winslet this summer in Shark's Nado. <laughs> she peaked. Seriously, so where is that bar? I dropped it. <laughs> she peaked as the fart, didn't she? <laughs> yeah, lady in the trunk, Sharknado. It's a, it's. A, I'm not proud of it, James, but we do get to sharks somehow from from them two storylines. Oh, see, Um, well, last week or the week before,
1: I was talking about where the crawdads sing. Well, what about where the crawdads zing? Ooh, in the bayou, far away from the buildings and the humans, the crawdads fucking ruin anyone that visits (laughs) them.
0: I love that. Not proud of this one. (laughs) Of this one. It's not. It's not a kids' movie, right? Oh. It's not a kids' movie. Yeah, the pioneers in this world, James, first person who ever looked at a cow's order and went. I'm having a bit of that in my tea. Wow, that will go great with confetti. That's what that's what my boy jokes are missing. <laughs> is whatever's in that order. Wow. Well, you know enjoying it was a day. It's just like whatever comes out, you
1: got to put it on your oats.
0: Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Daisy looks a bit odd. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm's got a moustache. What? Well, it's too hot to laugh like this, mate. <laughs> 2022 brings you how to drain your dragon. <laughs> Tell me you won't watch that movie I probably won't watch that movie (laughs) It's basically education
1: (laughs) What do you think is the greatest superhero film of all time? Great superhero, Logan Dark Knight Oh, the Dark Knight Well, how about a rebellious dark champion decides to fight crime With his above average ability to throw darts at small red circles The Dark Knight
0: Yes (laughs) Does he, does he come out as in a knight's nice costume?
1: He comes out dressed as a triple twenty.
0: <laughs> Bar his hand though, he needs he needs the flanges Is a uh, is is villain mm. closing time? <laughs> oh, everyone likes a Maverick, James. Yeah, everyone likes a Maverick. Whether it be flight school academy, whether it be Kevin Costner in his Deep Sea Divers and his Sea Rescue, but what about the what about the Church of England, James? That's right, top none. <laughs> Talk, no. I've got my favourite one later that's non-related. What
1: uh, I, I I won't I won't stretch I won't stretch to it. Right. Oscar Schindler tries to smuggle people out of Nazi occupied Germany, but no one really understands him. That's right,
0: Schindler's Lisp. Yes. <laughs> Mate, I'm gonna skip one then. Wartime karate movie. Schindler's fist. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's a sequel you didn't know you needed. <laughs> <laughs> oh his <Schindler's> fist <laughs> That would be completely different wouldn't it
1: <sighs> Sorry Jen, you got tears my eyes. Flight club A group of men gather in secret To find deals on the internet For cheap flights First rule of Flight club Don't tell anyone Second rule of fight club No Ryanair <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh all right. Johnny Depp needs a bit of money yeah. <laughs> he or did, or probably yeah looking a bit stiff he's not looking as loose and limber that's right mm. Pilates of the Caribbean it <laughs> <laughs> does look like a yoghurt doesn't LA. he? <laughs> Pilates oh. of the Caribbean this one
1: I haven't changed the letter Or well, technically I've changed the letter I've just removed it so instead of the X-Files, you have the files. Two FBI agents investigate crimes. There is no funny business. <laughs> <laughs> just do their job. There you go.
0: Next one. It's a movie centred around feeding feeding Putin after midnight. That's right. Kremlins. <laughs> oh, you fucking! I got that one. Kremlins.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I always thought science of lambs could do with more action. So where did I added a letter. They come with the silencer of the lamps.
0: <laughs> silencer of the lamps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Just just hearing just hearing Jody Foster whacking a load of sheep. <laughs> 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 the bleating just never oh. stopped. <laughs> uh my uh autobiographical pick. Mm. The beer hunter. <laughs> <laughs> So obvious
1: as well, isn't it? It is. It is. Oh. So um you know uh any which way but loose. Yeah. Sequel. Saving primate Ryan. Primate Ryan. Son <laughs> I <Primate. laughs>
0: funnily enough, I understood what you meant, even oh. though you said it wrong. <laughs> I did change two letters in this because the That's first one the first one didn't really work as much <laughs> as that in the second one. And this is um you know, after after you know, you, I used to live quite close to town, and you used to I used to walk down the riverbank on that way, and you mm. see like shopping trolleys. I always fascinates me that You're like someone takes a shopping trolley from like Morrison's or Sainsbury's or Asda or something like that, and they take their shopping home, and then they're like, "Fuck, am I taking this back? Let's go mm. dump it in the river." Yes, it's, it's weird, isn't it? It's, it's like it, I'll it, just. seems way more convenient to dump it in the river then have it, <laughs> then, <laughs> then just leave it on the street. <laughs> but um, I'll tell you what, I wasn't expecting that was the fridge in the river quay. <laughs> Oh, do you know what? I think I'm going to beat you here, though. I think this
1: is a good one, mate. Terminator 2, Judgment Dad. There <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. you Yeah. Because you could have also had the Exterminator, terminator couldn't you? You could, yeah. Which, for some reason, I don't know why, <clears throat> Rob Schneider stars in that. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. But Judgment Dad comes back in time to stop people from messing with the thermostat. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Ah... Oh. Who flamed Roger Rabbit? It's a murder mystery <coughs> that tastes good. Only joke, I'm vegetarian. So <laughs> of
1: Toy Story, what about Roy Story, a biography of Roy King, Captain Manchester United, and
0: Republic of Ireland? <laughs> 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 the Golden Years. <laughs> I thought this, this really doesn't scream love movie or mm-hmm. roman- romantic comedy as much as the original title. So, by merely changing one word, it all of a sudden sounds like a serial killer choosing his next victim, and that is when Barry met Sally.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to hear about the heroic story of Billy Zane? How about Citizen Zane? (laughs)
0: I would watch that. I hope it's all in black and
1: white. What's great is you wouldn't watch any film with Billy Zane in it we watched it from Fighters
0: <laughs> If it was all black and white, proper noir mm. and nuanced, it doesn't say anything until the last scene. And I'd be like, oh, it's perfect, Billy Zane. <laughs> I'm not proud of this one, James. <laughs> the Fart and the Furious. <laughs> I, was t- I was desperate to try and
1: find out a- the Furious <laughs>
0: Dude, there's my car. (laughs) Because you could have had you could have had It It was originally
1: Dude, Where's My Cat? But I was like, no, this is much better, dude. There's my car. Lot quicker film.
0: Well, also, it could be be, you wake up the you wake up the day after you wake up the day after being in the Saw franchise. Dude, where's my ears? I would watch Ashton Kutcher Search trying to find it. <laughs> this is my last one. I can't believe I only did 15. Oh. But um going on the theme of when Harry- when Barry met Sally, changing just one letter and becoming the most mundane movie ever. Yeah. There's something about Gary. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you, it's probably not so yeah. interesting. <laughs> oh
1: we've got um Yays of Thunder. (laughs) I don't know why. Yays of Thunder. Yays of Thunder. Uh, Neon. Neon? Yeah. The Deported. (laughs) Oh, touchy.
0: Um, Uncle Fuck. (laughs) I'm not proud of that one. (laughs) That has to exist, right? As a parody. probably. You know Home Alone? Mm, Yes.
1: Come along. <laughs> turns it, turns it to horror then. Same it. story, but get rid of like, he's forgotten. He's just like, come along. <laughs> yeah. Um, shakes on a plane. Very good. So you that one. How about enema of the state?
0: Oh fuck, I did have
1: that and I took it off. <laughs> or enemy of the stage. Ooh, theatrical. Oh God. Um, boys in the food. <laughs> <What was that>? <laughs> <laughs> Top bun, or, and I prefer this one, I don't know why, bop gun, <laughs> bop gun. <laughs> Would have loved that one. Um Ballet train.
0: Ooh. The lost samurai. <laughs> that That's that's as interesting as the last samurai. You know the rock? No, no. The cock. <laughs> There's the bar. what's all I, the way down
1: there. One of my favourite ones. Don't change the story, just change the dinosaurs. Jurassic Park with <laughs> giant pigs. <laughs> and my favourite one, mate, which I laughed for about 20 minutes when I wrote this one No Nuns on the Run, Nuns on the Nun. <laughs> I, don't know I love that so much. <laughs> I don't know many people that see Nuns on the Run. It does exist, though. It does. It does. does. Robbie Coltrane. Coltrane, yeah. Yeah. It exists. I've seen it. Oh, yeah, and, I've, I've seen and, it a few times.
0: I Because it's the same, it's the same, it, well, it's, it's, it's very similar to Sister Act, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this one's two gangsters hiding that in the. Then they dress up as nuns. Yeah. That's, that's it. You've seen it now. That's it. Oh. There's some good ones, huh? I think. We've peaked 209 episodes, I think. Well, there yeah, it is. That was
1: good. It's yeah. Good. Oh, my God. I've got laugh laughs wet. <laughs> yeah.
0: Should we talk about some movies? Have you seen many movies in the last uh, seven days since we sat down and we uh, chewed the fat over, over this podcast?
1: I have seen quite a few. I also saw a film, forgot I'd seen it, until it
0: reminded me today that I'd seen it. That good, eh? <laughs> yeah, so that's I mean, I've got three or four to talk about. I've got one that you saw, and you've talked about it a few weeks ago, as a throwaway comment. Okay. And I watched it the other week. Okay. Uh, the other day, sorry. And I... Weirdly enjoyed it and I shouldn't have. And I know you're going to hate me for it. Well, it sounds like we're starting there. The man from Toronto. Oh, you, you were like very quickly, like snubbed it off as well. I did movie. snub it
1: off. You, you can't get over the, the premise though, it's so ridiculous that it lost me immediately. So I was like, look on Google Maps and you'll be fine.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean. Just- <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's like, you know, i you like It's not Citizen Zane. He's not Citizen Zane. And it did take three writers to make this movie. But it starts Kevin Hart and Woody Harrison. And if you haven't seen it, The Man from Toronto, basically, it's a mistaken identity movie where Kevin Hart plays the kind of struggling entrepreneur, you know, really wants to make his fortune. He's got a good heart, but, you, you know, not a lot of luck or brains mm. or kind of charisma or <laughs> entrepreneurism. But he's tr- he's a tryer. He tries. He's a tryer, and he uh, he plans to take his uh, wife away on a on a break. And when he does so, he goes to the wrong cabin. And at that cabin, there's uh, they are waiting for the man from Toronto, who's a torturer, uh, you know, a gang torturer, to arrive to extract some information from someone that's being held captive. He turns up, fish out of water. He's like, you know, he thinks he's he's being let in by the person who's showing him around the property, because that's where they're gonna stay. Then he gets taken downstairs and they're like, do your work. And he's like, he you know, gets mistaken. Then the FBI turn up and raid the place. And because he's infiltrated this group now as the man from Toronto, they want him to stay undercover as the man from Toronto. There's <laughs> your tax dollars at work, people. <laughs> and like I say, Kevin Hart Woody Harrison. Now, Woody Harrison has a habit of um, being great or being really bad. You know, he has that kind of, that spectrum yeah. is, is pretty sharp on both ends. And this to me was kind of, fun harrelson more fun than i've seen him in other comedies of late okay and um kevin hart i'm a big fan of anyway i, think, I, I really i think he's i think he is funny as well. i think he's got a real good charisma about him he uses he uses things like you know his his height to his advantage for the comedy you know there's, there's something about when he's talking down a hitman that's like nearly seven foot and you know like six foot wide muscles and he's acting the big one and he's giving it the tough guy talk there's something about him that's just funny as oh well. and it was just one of the movies that was like right place, right time where I think had I sat down and watch it, you, you know, maybe any other day of the week, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it. But there was just something about, I just wanted to watch something. I just wanted to laugh at something. And I did laugh quite a bit. It, I mean, it gets rubbish towards the end. It, yeah. it, get, it goes so far the us. But the first act was enough for me to be like, oh, this isn't that bad. This is, you know, it's a comedy. The comedy needs a setup like this, you know some of my favourite comedic actors like Gene Wilder's this premise of their movies are so far-fetched to bring characters together or you know to bring scenarios to what they are in. you know modern day when writers are kind of struggling to not struggling but you know you, you're constantly trying to create new material and whatever I, I didn't think it was too bad Fair enough wasn't brilliant wasn't you know, he's not nowhere near like my top 100 comedies or anything but it passed it passed like a Tuesday night Fair enough you Man like from Toronto. no
1: I thought it was boring I genuinely what's the comedy on board it, it, that upsets me. My Woody Harrison wasn't Woody Harrison enough. And then the whole bit with the FBI know that he's not the man from Toronto, but then the man from Toronto is kind of like in the background doing things. He's just like, wow, idiots, idiots. And the whole premise, it comes from him printing something off and it smudges.
0: Yeah, it's that, is, that is. It's yeah. Man. It irritates me. It is that, isn't it? It is um, silliness. Yeah, know. I
1: guess. But that's a really good point, actually, about, because if, if they made See No Evil, here, No Evil Now... <coughs> That's ridiculous hell. Mm. You know, one of them's got a gambling problem and then he's got a superconductor. <laughs> so a guy gets killed. But the only witness is a blind man who didn't see it and a deaf man who didn't hear it. Yeah, And they get arrested and then they break out of jail.
0: Actually, that is a genius concept. And, and
1: Kevin Spacey is a bad guy in it. Ahead of its time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I, I I, thought it was fine. It passed, like say, the Tuesday night. I laughed out loud and that's what I wanted from a comedy. And Woody Housen and Kevin Hart play well together in certain scenes, you know, where Kevin Hart kind of builds up the courage to kind of shoot him down. And then Woody and just slaps him about, you know, with ease because he's like this super triple R hitman. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah.
1: You know, I can see it. And it's a valid point actually about some comedies. You have to have a leap of faith, but I really didn't get into it. The first act, so the second and the third act. I mean, oh, by the end, it's yeah, terrible. Was by the like, end, I
0: was like, this is, it's this is, lost
1: it. it, was, it was, when I got to third, I was like, this is exactly where I thought I'd be. <laughs> right, so you know when Netflix or Amazon put on something that they think is going to be a big deal, they think that you're going to like it, they even send you an email and they specify this film. They go, you're going to want to watch this film. Not only did I get that email from Netflix, but former, former host Sam texts me and said, have you seen this film?
0: Oh, he texts me and I watched it. Oh, I wasn't so, going to talk about it, but all right, go on. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah.
1: I was going to say, this This is the film that has to remind me that I'd watched because I forgot about it. It starts Jamie Foxx, yeah. Dave Franco, Carla Souza, and let's be honest, show stealer Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. <clears throat> Not Snoop Lion anymore. No, I, was, I, didn't, I, don't I didn't think know this.
0: So. I didn't get an email about that. <laughs> it's what I really wanted to know. Emily literally looks across and went, is it Snoop Dogg anymore? I'm, I don't know. No, it, I know. It was a lion for some point. I, I think it was no Snoop Lion for a bit.
1: A hard-walking What's dad. What's the film? Oh, sorry. Day shift. I'm getting yeah. into that. day shift. A hardworking dad out to provide for his daughter, who's going to a big prestigious school, and he needs to come on with money for his ex, his sorry separated wife and his daughter. Turns out that his job, you know, cleaning pools is actually only a front for his real gig: hunting, killing vampires, and using mm. their teeth to collect bounties on them. <clears> he <throat> got Peter Stowe So far, on paper, that's everything you'd like do a bit of world building. Uh, in, in, they create this world of, like, there's a union of vampire hunters. They're all together. You know, you get dental, which is a good joke. I like that. I love that joke when it always comes back into it. Snowdog being, you know, quite good, I'll be mm. honest. But then I was thinking back to Snoop Dogg, you know, in, like, Starsky and Hutch, he was actually also pretty good in that as well. Was the best thing in that
0: movie, yeah.
1: Darn, <laughs> oh, though. So what do you get with this film? You get over-the-top acting, especially, bearing in mind that, you know, no, I actually quite like Jamie Foxx, and, I'm gonna, and he's not the gonna be... The point of my eye. I thought Dave Franco, you know, had better acting chops than this. His over-the-top, almost slapstick approach to acting in this film. Oddly fits. Mm. I'm going to say that Day Shift, his action is over-the-top. It's exactly what you'd expect. It's like a lesser version of the first Blade film. There's lots going on. There's lots of shooting. It's a hard 18, but weirdly, I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was overly gory. The bit that I don't understand is... And they create this mythos, so different vampires have different skills.
0: Yeah, there's five different brands of vampire. And yeah.
1: that's where I got lost, because you only get told them once, and I forgot about them. So yeah. when there's a reveal at the end, I didn't get it. I had to, I had to go, like, what, what happened there? Yeah. But that's me going out with spoilers. Day Shift, I weirdly liked it. Don't get me wrong, it's not a great film. It's not an awful film. Uh, no, sorry, it's not a great film, it's not an amazing film. It's bad. But is it? Is it so bad that it's watchable? Yeah. I really enjoyed it. (laughs) I really enjoyed it. I
0: hovered on it um, to start with. I saw the 18 tag and I hovered on it. I was like day shift and it looked, I I wasn't really interested at the time. And I I think it's one of the movies that pushes the two hour mark. And I was like, I'll watch something else instead. Then I got the message from Sam, and he was like, "Dude, best friend I've seen in the ages." Day shift, straight away alarm bells. I'm like, I, I I didn't trust that dude when he was on this podcast. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> no, now no, I had... still
1: don't understand the storyline of under to Cam.
0: No, so. and but I put it on, and like it starts off with a pretty brutal, funny like fight yeah. scene, like with uh, Jamie Fox taking out um, an old lady. An old lady. He's definitely not an old lady. Yeah. Um, in, in terms of a fighting ability, but and it just hooked me straight away. It got its teeth into me, James, oh. and very quickly. And I was like, cool. And I like J.B. Fox. I think in movies that... Can you remember that, like, Project Power that came out? Well,
1: that's what I was going to say. My next point was going to be... I've seen Netflix got blackmail until... Obviously, they've signed a contract to get him into the, these these products. But he, this is probably the best of those.
0: Yeah. It, I, it, it had that, that edge of it, like, you know, like, super stylized. Um, you know, kind of uh, really over-the-top, bright, sunny you know, movie that kind of sets up, um, what does it say? Like LA or wherever it is. Yeah, um, LA. Yeah, And it has that kind of like John Wick thing, doesn't it? Like you say this union, this kind of like secret group, you go through the laundrette and, you know, go down an elevator and then there's this like hidden world. But I, I really liked it. I really liked also the idea that, you know, he's selling, you know, to the kind of back end dealer, Peter Stonehair, yes. because he's been kicked out of the union. Which
1: I did like. And I mean, then when he,
0: yeah. And yeah. then he gets Dave Franco, who's basically like the auditor who's kind of got to follow him to make sure he do not break any more rules.
1: Because he's a rule breaker, he's a maverick. Because if you've got rules, mate, you shouldn't follow him.
0: But then there is a bit as well, isn't it, halfway through, where he's, he's got this like ten grand that he's got to raise, and they start quoting like how much these teeth are worth. And then there's a scene where they must take out a hundred vampires. think yeah. That's ten grand right there, right? Yeah, but no, <laughs> not enough. No, no. no, still not enough. But I, I did find it really funny. The action's great. The, it's witty. It's sharp. I, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed Day Shift. I thought Day Shift was really good. Yeah, Day Shift, yeah. A,
1: it was a pleasant surprise, a sleeper hit, a vampire at the door. I wasn't expecting it, mate, because it's
0: not real, but it was real because I enjoyed it. I uh, let's get it go with an absolute belter of a movie. Oh, what you got? A, a film that I thoroughly enjoyed from start to finish. A movie that I was—I really also... I mean, when when, you, when you, a movie's coming out and you hope it's good... Oh, you already know what film you're going to talk about. And then it is... Oh, God, pray. Yes. it was just a, come out of Disney. I was right. You was right? I was right oh, that yeah, you, you were talking about, about it. Did you watch this?
1: I don't have Disney Plus, so I borrowed someone's Disney Plus to watch this oh, one. Mate, what a
0: film. Set in 1712. So it's set, uh, you know, more than 300 years... Well, around 300 years before the original with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um. It's set in a world of the Comanche Nation, so these are um, skilled, highly skilled kind of obviously primitive warriors in, in Native America, Native Indian Americans, um, and a really kind of early predator comes down to take on, you know, the the uh, the, the, the the indigenous landscape. So it, on one part, it's it's a predator movie, but on the other part, it's very much you know, its own film, you know, and at the helm of this is um, Amber Midfunder, who plays Naru, who's the main character in, in the film, who's going through a trial in her own, you know, as, as going from, uh, you know, from... She's a provider, but she wants to be a predator. She's got the skills, mate, but,
1: you know, there's injustice. She's not allowed to, she's a woman, she's a healer.
0: Yeah, I really like that element as well, that, you know, that, about the kind of like early forms of medicine and stuff like that, that it kind of sets up to, but... She she wants to go on this trial. She wants to go out there. She wants to survive and bring back you know the the goods for the for the tribe. Little did she know that if, you know that her first breakout is going to be against the predator hey, or at least a early predator. It's fucking bad luck, isn't it? <laughs> it's fucking if
1: you. What I love as well is that she goes through this journey based on a sign that she sees in the sky, which is the predator ship entering the atmosphere. Mm. So she sees it as a sign that she needs to go and be a warrior. I I love that. I was like.
0: Yes, that's the yeah.
1: sort of writing that weirdly exists in a Predator sequel, thus making this film probably the best sequel to Predator.
0: Yeah, I, I would definitely say Predator One. All right, doesn't age well, and it is alpha machoism, and it's and it's almost cringeworthy now, particularly the first act of that movie yeah. when you got Jesse Ventura. You know, you, you Bill he's, got, Duke, he's not got time you, for yeah, bleeding. Carl Weathers, you know, Schwarzenegger. You got all the guys in there that you know. It's like it is a it's a male fest, mm. you know, of action and and muscles, and it is a bit now dated. You know, like, you know, and it kind of gets interesting mainly when the Predator starts taking names, and then obviously the third act. And it is it is a film that is perfectly set into three acts. Predator, yeah. So no, that's a yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, so I do love Predator, and I'll always say that you know, as the original is the one that kind of kind of created the world, you know, that we now love. But God, this is as close to that. And and he's superior in many ways, Um, you know, because it's contemporary. It's got its own very kind of modern social narrative to it. It links into um, sequels. There's a little Easter egg towards the end of the movie that's like just, you know, I I found myself on the sofa, like explaining that at the end. I was like, oh my God, that's that's so-so. And and in this movie that turns up. And I was really, yeah. And and it didn't need cameos. Yeah, it didn't need... um, it had a, had a few lines in it you know, that are stolen from the other movies you know for the if you know, it bleeds we can kill it yeah those kind of bits
1: I'll be honest I love that I like that it's one of those things that I like the Star Wars all the franchises I have a bad feeling mm-hmm. about this I love the because it came out as I was expecting it when I believe it's Narus' brother just goes if it bleeds we can kill it yeah and I'm going to say he's got I'm oh, sorry I'm interrupting no no idea. no keep going here I'm going to say um, um, as characters go I always find it really weird in Predator films to like the people the rather sm- smarmy alpha males but I like Naru. Yeah. And I'm on her side, but I'm also on the side of her brother, T-B played by Dakota Beavers. Um, They've got a great dynamic and there's a fight scene between T-B and the Predator where I was like, okay, this is the best fight scene I've ever seen Predator in. Mm. And that helps with the CGI. It's not a gunfight. It's kind of like swordplay with guns, arrows. Do you know what, mate? I fucking love Predator. I thought it was up there with Predator 1. I genuinely yeah. thought this was the best thing to happen. And do you know what you don't get in it? You don't get any fucking Mac story about the Predators being honourable he does something because i was i don't understand that argument the predator is the most honorable being oh cuz it won't kill someone because you know they're trapped but it's got no problem being invisible
0: <laughs> shooting oh, yeah. people that you can't see oh, yeah. it's, like, oh, it, it's, it's got, got a fucking weird code I'm yeah <laughs> it. and it's got it's got no you know when it's been beaten fuck it I'm as a well, blow yeah, both yeah exactly it's, <laughs> like, it's like if
1: you won <laughs> um but i have a say. cheat mate the predator was a
0: cheat in that first movie
1: um i thought in the roof storyline it was one of the best storylines i've ever seen in, in this well, predator series. It's well acted she's fantastic
0: i think there's also this idea as well that we know the predator from various incarnations the high-tech weaponry that you know the advanced kind of hunting skills that it has and you know, and at the beginning of the movie, you are like, okay, arrows versus this dude and axes and tomahawks and stuff. But it does make sense. It actually plays out in a in a way that it does make sense, you know. And They're like, for example, the Predator looks different. Yeah, well you get it it's an early predator, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. But, but two hundred years before the evolution or four hundred years before the evolution of the predator that we've seen in, in the sports thing. But also movie. I think it's better. I yeah. think the
1: look of it's better and I like the mask it's gone, which is kinda of like bone, like mm. a skull itself. Everything's brilliant about this film. Like genuinely I was loving it. it was it about like two hours? No, maybe not even that long. It was like an hour and a half, is not it? A hour, nine, seven seven night, so,
0: yeah. And I, and it has god, it has so many things that you didn't think you were gonna see. Like the predator box a bear. There were scenes in I was like, <laughs> Oh my god, the Predator is like fucking beating up a bear in this scene.
1: It was amazing. Yeah. Prey pray was everything that I wanted it to be. And it
0: it, it was subtle. Mm. And it, the title is so clever as well. The title is, re- at the end of the movie, I was like, well done, film. Well done. You know, because it asked the question, didn't it? Who was the prey in that movie?
1: So the one thing I would say that all these franchises have done absolutely terribly, and I'll use... Um, what Aliens versus Predator? I can't remember because I forgot about that film, but they, they've got the the lady who basically saves everyone. She's the survivalist. Mm. They're in the Antarctic. That's her place. So she's the bee's knees. You never really go for her. You never really go for the survivors in Predator. The the Prometheus films picked shit people to care about. I just mm. didn't care about any of them. And I've got to admit, I, re- Nauru, I genuinely cared what happened to her. I think she's one of the best fictional characters up there with like... Yeah, fuck it. I go with this version of Ripley. She's that good. Mm. She's like this version of Ripley. And at the end, mate, that's badass. That's how we, you know, I'm not spoiling, but that's the way to come back. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Just like, hello. It is, it is cool. And do you know what? It does, it does, it is a sequel because it does rely, it's a prequel sequel, but it does rely on you knowing quite a bit because I did find myself having to explain to Emily, who I hadn't seen or couldn't remember the original Predator movie, mm. you know, reasons why, why he didn't just kill her just then. And I was like, well, because it's not sport, because she ain't got a weapon. And yeah. So it does rely on you knowing some of the ethos around it, because when they figure it out, the characters in this movie, it's not like the big reveal like Schwarzenegger, which I thought was better written, mm. you know, in the original one, when he kicks the gun out of um, the hostage's hands and when he covers himself in mud and he realizes it can't see him, but you as an audience member are like, shit, he's going to die. And then it just walks past him. In this, it kind of, at the beginning of the movie, they're like, yeah, this stuff uh, turns your body uh, yeah, your blood cold. All oh, right, that's going to come cool Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, it's, so it does, and that's not a bad thing because sequels allow, sequels and even sequel prequels, by the very definition, it, you know, um, they expect you to, to carry some knowledge from the first movies because the first movie's done the legwork. There's, no, there's nothing bad about piggybacking on the hard work of the franchise or other movies. And there was enough in this that was original and its own some of the fight scenes the, when he's taking out the pelting, the French pelting group, that is epic. That's some of the best action I've seen in a long time.
1: It, the action scenes were phenomenal. And apparently a lot of the, um, like the tribe and everything's uh, realistic. Is historically accurate.
0: But that's the only thing that I was thinking though, is the, is the obviously the language. So, um, you know, it could have been uh, subtitled. I, I don't know what, what, what the language would have been. I'm, you know, I don't know those things, but... There was that disconnect for me in a little bit where you know all this kind of primitive stuff, and but then speaking very very good American like yeah to the point where one of the characters says, "I'll be right back. I'm just gonna go drop a squat." And I thought, did they say that three hundred years ago? I can't remember. It's like oh, I'm just gonna go sink a deuce. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? like I, I, I'm just gonna make it? <laughs> I, you know, I, I, if you're going like I'm, I'll be back in a minute. I'm just gonna go make nature. We would have known what that means, you know, kind of thing. But he you guys are just gonna go drop a squat. I was like, is that is that <laughs> like? Yeah, this
1: yeah, it. goes back to clothesman times. Everyone knows that. Because <laughs> you so the only... hy- it's hieroglyphs mate. Just <laughs> fucking talking about that. <laughs> you could only piss on a squat back in the day. So.
0: <laughs> Prey was awesome. Prey was good. Like in a, in any little niggle that I had was was very minor. I loved Prey. I thought it was really good. Watched
1: it again and was worth it. I genuinely think it's one of the best things to happen to Predator since they greenlit the first film. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was brilliant and I really liked Predator um, because they could do so much work because technology's come up. And then I hate this argument. People, when I'm talking about technology has come so far, they go, were you comparing it to the first Predator? Of course it's come that far. Like the, the, the Predators, whatever that fucking film is called, came out like two years ago. I'm comparing it to that mm. and that film was shite.
0: That was shite.
1: So that's what I mean. I'm not comparing it to the first Predator. I'm comparing it to everything that's come post Predator 2 because mm. I still maintain Predator 2 is a very good film.
0: Predator 2 is enjoyable. It's it's Oh, I like it. The concrete jungle doesn't replace the, you know, but and also, and there are some elements of Predators, the Adrian Brody one, that was quite enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a good point. But it had that, but like... It had that too much, like,
1: I don't care about the Predator. The Predator's more mysterious the less you know about it. Yeah. So I don't want to go to the homeland and watch that. There's there's a civil war happening between two tribes. For fuck's sake, just skin someone.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it is also a bit weird as well, isn't it, where it's like, if the whole ethos is it comes down to our planet to take on like species to fight, to, you know, to be the ultimate predator. It's like, no, no, we're going to go steal some people and bring them back to our place. Well, you kind of got the home advantage. There. Yeah. it doesn't make sense. Hmm. Cheats. Uh,
1: right. So I went to the cinema this week with the old Esther. Um, I went to check out the new film directed by David Leach, produced nobody and directed, co-directed the first John Wick film and Deadpool 2 I'm talking about bullet train. So, um, starring Brad Pitt, Joey King, Aaron Taylor, Johnson, Brian, Thierry, Henry, Andrew Koji, Hiroki Sanada and Michael Shannon. Did
0: Mate. not know the Shannon was in this.
1: Yeah, Shannon and um that Haruki Sananda, That's the go- that Japanese actor. That yeah. was like, oh, he's really great. I really should learn how to say his name. So he's, <laughs>
0: he's the guy who's called him out. He called out prey, hasn't it? And said, right, bring a predator back to ancient. Japanese time. Has he? Yeah. I would
1: watch and the shit out yeah, of that. Yeah, he's like,
0: because he's, Prey's done that well, he's, he's like, come on, let's do that movie. And i all about all that All about film. that, mate.
1: Um, former assassin and bad luck magnet Ladybug, that's his code name, uh, played by Brad Pitt, is tasked with acquiring a briefcase aboard a bullet trade headed to Kyoto. On board already are Hitmen brother duo Tangerine and Lemon Yes, Um, who are escorting the son of notorious crime boss, the White Death Home, the Prince, a mercenary posing as a British schoolgirl, a master of poison and a Mexican hitman. Ladybug is the wrong person at the wrong time. He's just filling in for another assassin who is sick and now must use his new positive attitude to survive the hitman, get the briefcase and get off the damn train. Um... Esther said it was the best film we've been dating for over a year now. She said it was the best film we'd ever been to. And we go to cinema like every two weeks. Mm. So she high high praise based on an anime. There has been talk of whitewashing. Basically a lot of uh, Japanese fans have said that all the main characters, other than like two of them are Caucasian or...
0: And were they not Caucasian in the original?
1: Well, this is where it gets, they said they were. However, the creator of the anime, he says he left them ethically ambiguous. Mm. So, the fans were saying, So, why don't you say it, if it's going to be an American film, why don't you say it in America? I'm not touching any of that. <laughs> I'm going I'm not to talk. Tu- in
0: the media them going at Brad Pitt. For that. No, but Scarlett Hansen is in Ghost in the Shell and she's being, t- you know, interviews are confident asking her questions I about it. I do
1: think, it helps that the creator of the anime said, No, I've left it ethically ambiguous. And Sony, I think, did some reach outs. However, I am not an expert in that. I'm staying the fuck away from that. Okay, no,
0: let's talk about <laughs> it
1: more. I'm going to talk about Bullet Train. Over the top action, neon bright, that quirky writing that sometimes grates, you know, it gets too far to, too far to playful. A scene at the end of that when something happens and you see like ridiculousness, story writing that's a bit too on the nose, too near the knuckle, it's not surprising you what's happening because it's not being that oblivious, uh, not, it's being too obvious, sorry. Um, the acting's fine. Brad Pitt has an amazing chemistry with Sandra Bullock, who is off who, who literally supplies the voice. She's the handler. Constant phone calls. Weird chemistry between Aaron Taylor Johnson, who, who I'm gonna say now, I never really saw the action star in it, but man, that guy can beef.
0: Yeah, I mean kick ass, he was obviously a big breakout, wasn't he? He
1: was, but he was he his job in that must be weedy in this, mate. He's got he's, he's prime. Mm. He's got a bit of meats on him. Um Fuck it, I loved it. I thought it was really good. From the, when you watch it and you see the trailers, you just go, I'm going to get nothing from that film. There's no, you know, cinematic masterpiece in there. No, it's literally a film where shit explodes, people have fights, and it's fun. I sat in the cinema I got what I wanted. Mm. I, it was a tour de force. This is one of these films that they don't... They use, if this was in the 90s, they would have made this film, you would have seen this about 80 different times. But now the action is something different. Because action is now superhero... Or it's realistic. You need something that's quite over the top and obscure right in the middle. And that's where this exists. A great film to watch. I had fun. Is it too long? Yes, they could have cut out the meat. But you've got when you've got two of my favourite actors building up to have a fight at the end. Yes. And guess what they do with Shannon? They let him have a massive, juicy speech, mate. Like, I'm not joking. It's one of the longest speeches he ever gives. And it's good. I really enjoyed it. I don't know the source material. It's not that good that I'm gonna go out and get it. Joey King, her character annoys me slightly, but is there is a you understand why at the end, so there's a redeemable quality in there. But you know what? Bullet train, yes. When you watch it and you think, well, it's like a bit of harmless fun, it is harmless fun. Bullet train.
0: Bullet train. Bullet
1: it's a train wicked title. It is. And it was it was fun to watch, I've got to admit. I was really it was just fun.
0: I desperately want to see this and it's just really hard for me to get to the cinema what we have trying to renovate a house and having a young one and everything else in life but I desperately wanted to see this film and uh, I I will try and see it if I can mm -hmm. Um, high praise high praise it does look like everything that is popcorn fun to me yes it is there are movies that come out like that that I like movies every now and again that um, are a bit of a thinker Mm -hmm. have a bit of a twist towards the end that you might not have seen coming or actually no probably didn't see coming and then it kind of you know, the action, the kind of over the top, the OTT stuff, it it just, it, it's neatly packaged in just a neon bright, action you know, there are, I've got, a, you know, a whole list of them, of those kind of go-to movies that are like, the first time I watched it, I had no expectations and wow, I was blown away by it.
1: Do you remember when you were watching films back in the day and you saw a cameo and it was, it was so good? Two of them.
0: Two okay. cameos
1: and you're just like, well, fuck me.
0: Brilliant. Oh, Two yeah. of them. You've tickled my pickle. Is
1: that like genuine? Then one of them comes up I was like, that's fucking brilliant.
0: Oh, I'll watch it then. I will, I'll try and get in. Um, I watched another movie this week that yeah. uh, was on Netflix. It, I've hovered over it for a while. Originally, I'd heard someone talking about this on the radio saying how it starts off one way, takes a bit of a dark twist and then and a very famous actor comes into the storyline and you know, the, the, the people they're talking about were like, oh, I, co- I couldn't believe this person's in it and you know, and it changes the whole dynamic of the movie. Now Netflix has done that thing where they've changed the title uh. picture to show this person. So you're like, "Well, I know who that person is." Then I spoil it. And yeah, and it does that every now and again, doesn't it? Like, um, you know, or, or Netflix isn't really great at that. They'll either show you a, they'll either show you a thumb tag, a picture that is so insignificant to the film. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just a, it's just like a, a, a cameo or an extra, and yeah. you're like.
1: What? just someone eating cheese and yeah. like does that come up to it now
0: or, or or when you hover over it it shows you a very pivotal scene where you're like oh right so that Luke, happens then. In the I movie. am your father yeah <laughs> you're just like oh cheers but uh, this is no such a, this is a movie called Inheritance that came out in 2020 it stars Lily Collins who I can never remember if people like or not it's the from Emily in Paris uh, the Ted Bundy movie that wickedly shockingly vile I think they people, like it um yeah, I know, but I can never remember because sometimes I put it online and everyone's like, boo, and like, I I I can't remember if that's the one people like or not. Um he's got uh Chase Crawford in it, who's the deep in uh, The Boys. Oh he's got Patrick Warburton, who you may know from his voice acting in uh, you know, Family Guy, um, but also his acting uh, acting things like the tick. He's got Connie Nielsen in he's it. It's such a distinctive voice, isn't it? He? he has. And Simon Pegg, who's the big reveal, the big character in it. The film is about a very wealthy family, power family where one's the DA, one's running for office. The dad's this like super all-time lawyer. They are a rich family. They are a rich um well-off out of touch kind of family. The dad dies, the patriarch, the, the you know, the man of the household passes away, leaves his inheritance split up, you know, the, to uh, to his to his wife, to his uh, to his aides uh, and then to his children. Chase Crawford who plays William gets 20 million, whereas uh, Lily Collins, who plays Lauren Monroe, only gets one million. Um, so, the, you know, he sees it as, well, he's left me that money to help with my next campaign. She sees it as, well, you're the favourite. Then the financial aid, basically the help of the family, mm-hmm. not butler, lawyer slash fixer slash guardian, I suppose. You yeah. know that rich families often have that yeah, person. Yeah, that person.
1: Yeah. They, who hides the body when you've killed someone. Yeah, exactly. That's what, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Tells her to leave before yeah. the wife gets home. That kind of person. Um, Pepper parts basically. <laughs> yeah. So um, he then pulls uh, Lily Collins' Lauren to one side and was like, your dad li- did leave you something else. He gives her this letter, this envelope that has a USB stick in it. She puts it in a laptop. It's a personalised message from her dad just saying, look, if you get this message, it means that I've passed away. I didn't have time to tell you about this. Um, but um, I need you to keep a secret. I need you to do what's right. Do the, you know, continue what I've started. Um, and then leaves a cryptic clue, go to where you were not allowed to build a fort. And it flashed back to the scene where she's a young kid and she's... then he runs in and he's like, no, you're not allowed to play here on the grounds of the big estate that they live on. Mm. So she goes out there, she's looking around, she finds a doorway, like the underground, she goes through it. She finds a fort.
1: <laughs> <And> she's <laughs> like, you fuck. <laughs> it leads to,
0: a, leads to like an underground bunkery kind of thing. And then in the end's room is Simon Pegg, who has been locked up there for 20-something years. Oh. Uh-huh. And so he's got long hair. He looks dishevelled. You know, he's he's a bit animalistic. Um, And now she has to understand why her dad could possibly have this man down here this long. And what does she do? Because she's the DA. She's a good person. You know. So does she let him go? Because that's the right thing to do. But that would—is it good?
1: (laughs) The movie.
0: I'm I'm hooked, and I need to know
1: if it's worth my time to go out and watch. Oh, no, I really, really struggle oh, for two, insane. Reasons,
0: that's for two insane. reasons. The premise was enough to make me want to watch it, right? Two reasons. One, it does a very fast edited scene at the beginning because this film has to tell you who this family are very quickly. It has hmm. to show you how good, the, you know, how powerful the dad is. It has to show you how popular the brother is. It has to show you that Lily Collins is this almighty DA. And she ain't Harvey Dent, mate. She's not in a law <laughs> room. She's no she's, Harvey Dent. She's not mate. Harvey Dent. She's not in a. Um, She's not in a courtroom full of gangsters going, next time, buy American. You know, it, it's a- That's such a shit line in hindsight, isn't eh? it. It is. is but buy American. It has all these scenes of like, Lily Collins like, walking out of a courtroom- to like a load of photographers. And she's like, one minute, please. I'll answer all your questions. And she's just not believable as this high flying, And then, then it comes to a scene of her running through central park or something, you know, and it's like, she's a DA, but but she, what's she running from James? You know? And it's like, it's got all this kind of in the first five minutes. And I was like, I just, I'm not set that she is this high flying, big, powerful attorney. And it and it really, really was hard because it is really bad acting. it's I don't know if it's bad acting or it's just really bad editing. Aww. And then one of the one of the people in behind the camera just goes, <clears throat> his phone goes off and you see like the cameraman like take a phone call and then he shoves the microphone in the face, he's like, What have you got to say about your dad just passing? And of course that's how she finds out her dad's just died. Who and would do that? You exactly. wouldn't do that? And the, the action is so wooden. She's like, oh, uh, I must leave now. And it's, it's just, and then it, you know, it cuts to the scene of her running and she just stops in the middle of like central party. She's it's, got nothing to run for, mate. she? Where she you were saying what she run for. I'm asking where she's running to. W- apparently nowhere, because she stops in the middle of the park. <laughs> and um, <coughs> it, so right from the get-go, I was like, alarm bells. Second alarm bell. When Simon Pegg turns up as this character called Morgan, it's just not convincing. It's just a really bad wig on Simon Pegg. Oh, no. It's this long. He's got this long hair down to like you know his, his middle of his back, <clears throat> and um, he's chained up from the neck to the ceiling, so he can only walk a couple of steps each way and he basically bigs up the dad as being this monster you know he's like and, and you know don't get me wrong Patrick Warburton doesn't give the impression he was a good dad anyway you know uh, um <laughs> no weirdly even without seeing the acting I get that impression yeah <laughs> he, but he's uh, you know he's like oh um, your dad would give me one piece of chocolate on Christmas day just one piece of chocolate and, all, and he, he, he's like really fucking hell this you know these bad times then dude <laughs> <laughs> you know? and so straight away to Lily Collins he's like he's got power he's like well I won't I'll tell you why I'm kept down here but I want a steak I want smokes I want this I want a whole bar of chocolate and he's got a lot of power now and he knows that she's a good person because he knew who she was and everything like yeah, cause that because people don't change over 20 years exactly <laughs> so. but it, I just couldn't get past Simon Pegg in a wig <laughs> in a wig and I couldn't I just honestly couldn't see Lily Collins as this DA character and so that really was upsetting because I just think it's badly cast movie. Simon yeah. Peg is great and Lily Collins I've not no problem with whatsoever. It's just wrestling in and It does. Yeah, it's just the the two of them just didn't work well in this. Mainly the Simon Pegg character, because the moment he pops up, you're just like, Oh, it's Simon Pegg. Do something funny, Simon Pegg.
1: <laughs> no, not the wig, do something else. Oh, uh, so um what's this one? The Inheritance on Netflix. Weirdly, yeah.
0: mate, I'm still kinda hooked.
1: I, I think do kind you of will work. watch
0: it and maybe you'll see more to it than I did and it does go places towards because it, it sets up the premise very early on this film's only two hours and and I was like half hour in I was like okay so you've you've kind of hit where you would normally expect the second act to end yeah, because you now need to go into the end game of what's she going to do and there's still an hour and 20 minutes so what the hell is this film about Um, and it does go a few places and it does have a few narratives in it and it is complex it's not an easy solution there's, you know well it is you, you know there's human <laughs> life down there that's inheritance know.
1: I've got two left but I think I'm actually going to I think I'm saving one for another week
0: okay well I've got two so you can do one and then I can do two
1: okay um, Black Site. so this is on Sky um, it's directed by Sophie Blank, uh, Banks starring Michelle Manogan she's oh yeah yeah uh, yeah. Um, Jason Clark and Jai Courtney <laughs> so
0: oh I hovered on this yeah
1: One of us did the right thing. When Abby is a CIA analyst, one of the best, whose husband and daughter are killed in a bomb attack, she throws herself into the work of finding out who did it. A year later, and she is working at the top-secret CIA black site in Jordan, interrogating Farhan about the mysterious Hatchet, a terrorist for hire with no loyalty to any cause and has all the skills to pull off any attack. Ooh. Three days before she is being transferred against her will, I'd like to point out, Abby is able to crack the location of Hatchet and he is caught and brought to the black site. But not is all as it seems as Hatchet escapes and a cat and mouse game ensues. Ooh. <laughs> oh, shit. It?
0: It's so bad. <laughs> I am. Uh, I, I hovered over it and I was like, oh, it's uh, you know, it's 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 Michelle Morgan. and she was in True um, Detective obviously season, season one. Season one, yeah. And then uh, Mission Impossible 4 like quite like that, you know. And uh, She's and I-
1: she's good. It's nice to see her in a title role. You see, you know you know Michelle playing the love interest, she's not playing, you know, the wife. She's like she is the main gal. She gets shit done. She, the she, only tie, the only problem is she only speaks in plot point. <laughs> and that's all they do. Everyone in it. The only person who, So when they carried a build, they carried a build purely in the, you're too good for this. You know, you're too you don't belong here. This is the dark. You belong out in the sun. <laughs> Just like, line that I think they got from a Mills and Boon book. It <laughs> doesn't make any sense. And I can't, the biggest, the biggest pop-up, and I, I'm going to wear my heart on my sleeve here. I don't like Jason Clarke. I never have. But this is it. I'm I was sorry. looking at it, I was
0: like Michelle Monaghan and I was like, Jason Clarke, I was like, oh God, Serenity. And I and I, mean, I don't mean the the, 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 awesome the, the good one. one. I mean yeah. the really, really terrible uh, halfway uh, Mac McConney movie with Jason Clarke in it. And I was like, oh, didn't he play is it Skynet? He, or is it something? No, he plays John Connor. Who
1: is Skynet? And then, yeah. yeah
0: like, thank you, Jason, for clarifying that nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, oh, and it's also got Captain Boomerang in it.
1: <laughs> Jai Courtney. Courtney. I'll be honest, isn't the most... Uh, and, and do you know what it is about Jason
0: Clarke? Well, oh, Jai uh, Courtney was in that really bad uh do <laughs> movie as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: he was, yeah. I like <laughs> that, yeah. So forgettable. I generally forgot he was in. <laughs> yeah. um, that's a good point. Uh, really, really bad. And I... It's really hard for me to have a go at Jason Clark because there's nothing in particular that he does. I just don't when I see his face, I just don't like it. I'm just like, oh, it's gonna be shit. And he doesn't know that he doesn't do good films. Um, he's supposed to be menacing in this, and it looks like a shift, a swift a swift kick to the shin, mate. Would have taken him down at any point. And his reveal, mate, the master plan at the end, is it's about as visible as you are to me right now. It doesn't make sense. The Grand plan Is this the sort of thing I can steal?
0: I can, I can, I can. You can, you can destroy this Can can I spoil
1: it? Right. So turns out that, you know, the hatchet, this one that the CIA have been hunting for ages, Mm. he works for the CIA. (gasps) No. And it's because Abby is so close to discovering that the CIA accidentally caused the death of a husband and daughter because she's so good at her job for the last year. She was always close to it. They've been trying to get her away from it. So he's been brought in to destroy all the evidence. So, and then she gives one of the, like, when I say the least kick-ass lines, it's, it's up there with that'll do big. It's it's, it's like, you've got to run from me. It's like, you're not that dangerous. <laughs> I've seen <laughs> nothing not that fast. I was like, there's nothing, coming. She gives a big soliloquy at the end. And I was giggling. I was like, ah. there is one saving grace to this film. It's like nine minutes long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's really, it's shit. It, it's like safe house but without the star power. Mm. It's like, it's like, <laughs> weirdly, it's like that film we were talking about with Chris Hemsworth, uh, The Interceptors. It's like that, but with slightly more star power. <laughs> it's, it's the film that you, unfortunately, this is what passes for action now. This kind of romancing of these boring one location films with not much happening. It wasn't, it wasn't for me or a lot of people, I imagine. Very forgettable.
0: Very forgettable. Um, um, and,
1: and a warning, it stars Jason Clark.
0: <laughs> so, sorry about that. All, all, all Jason Clark movies just come with Jason Clark in, in case somehow you got into the cinema and you didn't know, hey, honey, we've got to go. I didn't realize who didn't was in it. Close your eyes. <laughs> we'll feel for the escape.
1: <laughs> just like this image of like, you have to pass a test to get in there. It's like, have you seen a Jason Clark film before? No, well,
0: you can't come in. <laughs> you must leave, <laughs> Well, like my dad is like, quite stubborn and old. We'll just be like, Favorite in my seat, but I'm not going to enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> and every time Jason Clark comes on, close his eyes. You can't maybe watch this. <laughs> oh man, I saw So I watched this movie called Wind River that I've wanted to watch for a while because it stars uh two Avengers, so it has Hawkeye and uh Wanda in it. So it's um Elizabeth Olsen and Jeremy Renner. Mm. Um, and it's also got Graham Green in it who uh died free. I'm just gonna say that. No, oh, okay. And um, it's a movie by uh Taylor Sheridan who I quite like, writer for Sicario and um. Uh, Hello, High Wall, which I really like, the Chris Pine movie with Jeff Bridges and uh, and Ben Foster, and I, I've hovered on it in a while. So it's it's a it's set around a murder investigation in Wyoming in a Native American reservation where, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jeremy Renner plays a, a veteran, uh, expert tracker hunter. You know, he's a guy. He looks at a footprint and he's like, eighty pound male, going south, size eleven shoe. Eating a Twix, <laughs> just he uses his voice. it was a mask, <laughs> yeah. and it's uh, yeah. He knows shit, you know, and and um, so that's of stuff that you can't tell. He discovers a body, <gasps> calls it in. The FBI send Elizabeth Folsom because she was the nearest agent, not yeah. because she's the best or she's um, because she's trained. You know, she arrives at this very snowy. You know, the, the wilderness will kill you in this kind of place, and she turns up high heels. You know a jacket she's like oh and she kind of wants to get it done quickly she's like can we look at the body and he's like it's five hours on a jet on a snow ski like it, we're not just going to see the body like it, this is a vast place and so she's not come prepared she hasn't got the clothing she's got to borrow it off the locals and then it, it does become a bit of a murder mystery slash what happened um but also kind of polar opposite characters that they often thrust into these movies where. Is there a love blossom between them? Ooh. There isn't in this movie. Good. But I hate when I do that. It's um, but it it, it it was an interesting little watch, and I am glad to take it off the list because it's one I've hovered on no end of times. You know, Jeremy Renner, I quite like and Hawkeye, certainly in my good book after that TV show. Um, he he kind of fits the bill really well. You know, in his in his snow suit and on his <laughs> snowmobile and where he's like, it looks, it
1: looks good. Yeah,
0: he's the kind of guy. He starts like that movie. What was the Gerald Butler movie? Where it's. Um, ghost uh, hunter killer you can
1: remember that movie yeah where he doesn't where he, where he respects the he deer doesn't, doesn't kill the deer doesn't kill the deer and you just think what's the point of going on the, film, the <laughs> film
0: starts the film starts with him looking down the scope at a deer a stag and then he looks up because the stag's walking one way and he sees a family and it tells you James he's deadly but he's also compassionate
1: yeah I love the fact that it just means like if you're single and on the prowl and you want a family fuck
0: yeah. you. <laughs> Jim Butler's gonna get you. But it, it had that element to it with this, where it's like Renner's reserved, he's quiet, he does he, he does actually perform really well in it. And Elizabeth Holsom, I think, is a tour de force. I think she's great. So watching them to act in a non MCU environment, which yeah. which sometimes as well, I forget. Like Robert Downey Jr., in all honesty, like I sometimes other than Chaplin and Air America, there's a lot of time where I'm like, I don't really I can't really put my finger on what I, you know, yeah, what makes yeah, what, what I like about such, yeah. Danny Jr. of it, you know, and Chris Evans, like, okay, bullet, um, um, thingy train, um, oh, it's no pizza, sorry, you know, and and stuff like that. But I was like, you know, using like not another TV, i use knives out actually now for him, knives out now, yeah. maybe, yeah, and obviously, you have to, uh, Greyman, yeah, still, still, still knives out, <laughs> but there are, I think, with Marvel characters, often they get swept in Marvel, like, territory, yeah, yeah, and, and then they, they bring one film out that doesn't do too well, straight back to Marvel straight back to their bread and butter, you know, the, the thing that they're good at. Um, and this was really good. It, you know, it's just, it was, I, and I like movies like this. I like the, the kind of, these these um, the stories in America, you know, away from New York, away from LA, the kind of the more natural landscape, um, you know, in this one, the kind of like the snow covered, um, you know, lands of Wyoming. I thought it was really interesting. I really, I really liked it. It's not, it's not going to blow anyone away, um, but I'm, I'm glad I've kind of ticked the box and I've seen it. No, good. Now, the next movie is it? It's not Buzz, is it? No, it's not Buzz. I'm going to watch that because that way. was my other film.
1: But I think are we doing a Toy Story episode? I'm yeah, saying it can do. It, and yeah. then I'll watch that.
0: I watched the movie that you went on about that. If you asked me to watch at some point, said it was. I I think I remember you weeping when you talked about it. You, you used that emotionally drawn to it. You, you you talked about being connected to this movie on a spiritual level, which I thought was.
1: So is that a Nicholas Cage film or is a shit film?
0: Well, no, it was that one. Can you remember what it said? It, like you don't know why, but immediately afterwards, it just inspired you to start painting, and you, you, because you couldn't, you couldn't express the love and the feeling of warmth in your heart. The, the only way you thought you could do it was by something creative. Remember when you gave me that book of poems? Yeah. Afterwards, and you wonder like you you know you, you kind of folded about the pages on all the ones that I really you know for white, <laughs> no, white chicks. No, it's not why checks, No. No, you know, it's that one... Can you remember you wrote that sonnet that time and then you <laughs> hand-raised that chick? Can you remember? You saw that that, that nest without a mother and you took <laughs> that egg in and you sat on that egg, James, for two weeks. Can yeah, you man, remember? It, it changed <laughs> your life. Anyway, I watched Moonfall the yeah. other day.
1: <laughs> oh, you know. Can I just say... <laughs> I don't know. I don't want you to do this. I feel like this is a play by play because no one would believe yeah. us. No one would believe that this film exists. What, what was it? Where did you fall in love? Was it the line? Was it the line? Was it the line when someone says the moon is a mega structure yep. and then and, and Sam Hartley goes, that might be the greatest <laughs> sentence anyone said? Or spoilers. Or is it when he dies? But it turns out he, does, he hasn't at the end. In an after scene. <laughs> 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 oh. Or the fact that they, the fact, and that, mate, this is my favourite and I know I'm just, just fucking spaffing all over this, but the bit where they go, a the bit, a bit where they go, oh, we can't launch this, the planet's over, everyone go home. Yeah. <laughs> they do, because the human race, first opportunity gives up, mate. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It turns out you can launch a show with three people. In <laughs> Moonfall, so- well, I mean, you have to see it to believe it. And you're right, the whole megastructure conversation, I remember when that came up in the movie, it's like, it's a megastructure. I went, what's that? And we, two words into describing it, I went, don't describe it. I get it, actually. It's fine. It's the latest uh, by Roland Emmerich, who's, who's got hard-on for destroying the planet in every film that he does. Um, and in this case it finds out that the moon is off its orbit James gave a really good um, play not play by play but synopsis of this when you went to the cinema you said you had a lot of fun watching it because Dude. it's so nonschool. Um, and it is that Patrick Wilson Halle Berry are two uh, astronauts with a witness a AI technology that takes out their shuttle <laughs> And then it lands on a moon. Ten years later, scientists figure out that the moon is slowly spinning no, off no, its axis. No, they don't. Some other bloke notices before the rest but of the this world. Is the thing. This is the thing. So in, in Independence Day, when Jeff Goldblum figures it out, he takes his to the White House and they listen to him and they're yeah. like, oh shit, you've intercracked the code. Yeah. In this, it's he's like, like I, I found out the moon's off its orbit. The first person goes, shut up, I don't <laughs> believe you. And then NASA figure it out. Which kind of makes you think, well, why did... Uh, what is his name? The guy who plays uh, Sam in uh, oh, Game of Thrones
1: I, I don't know
0: well, uh, John Bradley it, John Bradley of course is so John Bradley um, character he figures it out but no one listens to him and then that's to figure it out yeah. anyway so it kind of makes all the John Bradley Bradley's first half of the movie ir- irrelevant but
1: then you want to see Patrick Stewart in, in a,
0: not Patrick Stewart fucking Patrick Wilson You then you see one Patrick Wilson get caught up in a wave that goes nowhere this film was so green screen there were scenes where he like leaves a house and I didn't believe the house was behind him and there's a bit where he turns up to this place where he's supposed to give this lecture to kids. And it just all looked fake. And I was like, did they not even be asked to go to a building to shoot those scenes?
1: I can't believe you wasted two hours plus watching this
0: film. I feel like, it's this present? I really love you for this. It's got Michael Pina, Halle Berry that we already talked about. Hey,
1: mention him. Mention him. Kiefer Sutherland's dad Kiefer, Donald Sutherland isn't it you're right he,
0: he fucks right off just, mate he's there for that paycheck just that mate, one scene
1: mate the ink on that check wasn't even dry before he had
0: left that film studio oh mate he's so yeah I mean don't get me wrong I had a, I had a couple of beers watching this movie and yes. I was laughing and there are just ridiculous! It is ridiculous, and Patrick Wilson is perfect for this. This is the ballhouse. This is him. Yeah, and I believe I said Halle Berry. I, I mean, Halle Berry. I mean, she's done Catwoman, so you that's know, true. Anything above that now is going to be Oscar nominated. Um But Patrick Wilson, he is. He knew. He knew what he was <laughs> signing up to. He knew that he would have to get into a ship, into a spaceship that they take out of a museum that doesn't have enough engines and they're going to use the additional uh, uh, moon's pull because it's going to pass Earth very yeah. closely to help it get into space. Yes. And, it's, and he just does it with a whole like, bravado like, well, we've got to do it. I'm American. And it is over-the-top stupid. Patrick Wilson Dude. knew exactly what he was signing up to. I'd like to point out one of the action scenes, though, is, is
1: one of the most scientifically amazing, accurate you'll ever see. There's a car chase whilst the moon's pulling gravity, but then the moon disappears but then comes back. I love the fact that the moon hides from the Earth. Several <laughs> times.
0: yeah that's like, that actually might have been my favorite bit of the movie well when he's like oh the moon's gone that's okay it's just behind a
1: mountain yeah <laughs> it
0: and shows up the inconsistency <laughs> there are scenes where they're looking at the moon and it's like really big next scenes it's like oh it's getting closer and it's now a dot and it's and then one bit like you say it's kind of like doing a bit of a peekaboo like the moon just kind of like pops up hello and then this bit, honestly you've got to see it to believe it it is the most ambitious i think of uh roland Emmerich's movie so far in terms of in, in terms of, at least with his other versions of trying to destroy the world, there's normally sort of about global warming or there's, you know, he's... he's watched, there's a message. Yeah. Not this just like, I had a load of spare footage of cities being blown up. Let's turn it into this ridiculous storyline. And it is so ridiculous. You've got to see it to believe it.
1: Oh, thanks, mate. I loved
0: that. I did quite enjoy it too. <laughs> I, did, I, I did. I i I titled all the way through it. It's,
1: I think he's a lot... It, because it's so much shitter and he's getting he's got plans. I love the grandiose of it. The moon, mate, hiding from its main characters. Michael Pinya might as well have come in a hearse because he's like, well, he's the stepfather. He's quite clearly going to die. They even get time for, like, little side stories about, like, the, the son going to jail because, because the world rejected his father when he told them, you know... Aliens. Aliens existed. Or my favourite thing, <clears throat> the fact that, you know, Patrick Wilson lands a spaceship with no power... And then loses his job, which yeah. is quite honestly one of the most amazing things in the world. It's an amazing film.
0: Yeah, I did I did I did enjoy it. It was a laugh. Oh. There was also a really good bit as well where um they're evacuating this where everyone else has gone home, they're evacuating the shuttle bay. Uh, or and because and the moon's so close that everyone who runs to the helicopter has to kind of like moon jump which is really really weird and then the play, the helicopter goes up only to crash anyway and it's like it's just so much effort when you could have just blown the room up that they were in you know what I mean like just oh no let's get in the air and now let's kill him. it's so extra I uh, know. I watched the trailer before as well. And when they go to the museum where they find the space shuttle, because they need one well, because they don't make them anymore.
1: Yeah, they have changed the they screw,
0: screw the moon. But then when you watch the movie, it's like fuck Earth or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm gonna get
1: that toe. <laughs> fuck the moon.
0: I, I yeah, I liked it. Halle Berry. I think she she made she knew what she was signing up to, but she still tried to give it like a really good performance whereas like Patrick Wilson was just like fuck off like, let's, let's, let's get a new kitchen out of this movie my
1: favourite thing no do you know what
0: I can't do it there's so many I could talk for days about Moonfall and how much I loved it so loads of recommendations this week yes, if you haven't I've seen been- Prey definitely go watch it if you're going to go to the cinema James is recommending Bullet Train if you want a wild card Inheritance not for me but it could be for you Moonfall is absolute beer and pizza get a really load of mates and watch that film mm. um, Day Shift is is, you're going to like or not like same with man from Toronto like it, it's subjective you know in terms of what you like in, to, in in comedy and action but there's a lot out there this week and I feel like we've covered a lot of ground we have that's our show
1: it was it was a great great show I enjoyed that one
0: hour 26 so keeping it on uh, keeping, it, keeping it keeping it as long as we like our movies mm. in the 90 minute ballpark uh, if I don't see you there, good afternoon good evening good night goodbye